Psalm chapters 11 through 14. Psalm chapter 11, verse 1. To the overseer, that's the chief musician or the director, by David. So he wrote this. In Jehovah I trusted. How say ye to my soul, they moved to thy mountain for the bird. David is speaking to his critics, and he's saying, I trust in God, so don't tell me to run for my life. This could be during one of the times where he had to run from King Saul, or it could have been written during the time that he had to run from Absalom. But he's telling them that he trusts in the Lord, and he shouldn't have to run. 2. For lo, the wicked tread a bow, they have prepared their arrow on the string, to shoot in darkness at the upright in heart. The wicked want to kill him in the dark. They want to conduct murder at night time, and they're going to use a bow in the dark. 3. When the foundations are destroyed, the righteous, what hath he done? David says, when our foundation of safety is broken, what can we do to save ourselves? And this is why he puts his trust in the Lord, because he knows that he can't save himself. For Jehovah is in his holy temple, Jehovah in the heavens is his throne. His eyes see, his eyelids try the sons of men. Meaning, the Lord tests us even with his piercing eyes. He looks intently on us from his throne in heaven. At the time that David was king, there was no temple in Zion. There was only the tabernacle. But David is speaking of his temple in heaven. David definitely had visions of heaven because in this song, he's talking about seeing God's throne in heaven. And in future songs that we're going to get to, you'll see clearly that he definitely had visions of heaven and visions of Jesus on the cross. 5. Jehovah the righteous doth try, meaning he tests us, and the wicked and the lover of violence hath his soul hated. There's different kinds of hate and different kinds of love in the Bible. Whenever it says that God hates, it means that God doesn't tolerate. It doesn't mean a malicious hate. It means an intolerance. He will not tolerate evil people or evil actions. He'll put up with it for a while, but ultimately... Anyone who refuses to repent will be destroyed. 6. He poureth on the wicked snares, fire, and brimstone, and a horrible wind is the portion of their cup. God did send fire and brimstone on all the circuit cities of Sodom and Gomorrah, which was more than two cities. I think it was seven cities. He also sent fire and brimstone on Egypt during the plagues. And I'm sure he's done it at other times, too, that may have not been recorded in history. Plus, he's going to do it again in the end times when he judges earth. So it says he can even send a wind that would horrify people. And that could be like a whirlwind or a tornado. 7. For righteous is Jehovah, righteousness he hath loved. The upright doth his countenance see. He sees the righteous when they're obeying him. And that's what makes us righteous, is obedience. It isn't doing good deeds, because the atheists and even pagans do good deeds, and that doesn't make anybody righteous. It's obedience that makes us righteous when we follow his commands and his laws. And he sees all of that. And that concludes Psalm chapter 11. Psalm chapter 12, verse 1. To the overseer on the octave, this song is supposed to be played on a certain note, 
an octave has something to do with the eighth note. This would be played on an eight-stringed instrument, but also it has something to do with a perfect sound. It's like a double frequency. The internet says it's an interval between one musical pitch and another with double its frequency. I don't understand what that means, but obviously it means it's going to be very beautiful. A Psalm of David. So David wrote this, Save Jehovah, for the saintly hath failed, for the steadfast have ceased from the sons of men. He's saying, the innocent people are dying, so please save them. Yeah, a lot of innocent people have died because of wicked men, but we can always pray that they will be saved, or that we will be saved if we're the ones getting persecuted. 2. Vanity they speak with his neighbor, lip of flattery, with heart and heart they speak. Evil people use flattery to control others, so always be aware if somebody is flattering you, don't trust that person because they wouldn't do it if they didn't want something from you or if they weren't trying to manipulate you. 3. Jehovah doth cut off all lips of flattery, a tongue speaking great things, even if a person flatters themselves because they're narcissistic. Eventually, their tongue will be cut off, meaning that God will shut their mouth. We shouldn't allow people to flatter us, and we shouldn't believe them when they flatter themselves. For who said by our tongue we do mightily, our lips are our own? Who is Lord over us? Some people think that they can say anything they want, but in the New Testament, Paul said that our tongue must be tamed, because ultimately it ends in pride whenever we just start talking smack. It always ends in pride and utter failure, and judgment from the Lord. 5. Because of the spoiling of the poor, because of the groaning of the needy, now do I arise, saith Jehovah, I set in safety him who doth breathe for it. Those of us who are panting for the Lord to save us, he will save us, he will lift us up. Again, that doesn't mean that we won't suffer a whole lot first for his glory. But he likes us to be weak when he saves us. He doesn't like it when we're strong, because then we always end up giving ourselves the glory. So a lot of times the Lord will let you get weaker and weaker and weaker before he finally heals you or delivers you. 6. Sayings of Jehovah are pure sayings, silver tried in a furnace of earth, refined sevenfold. David is saying the words of God are as precious silver that's been refined in a fire that's seven times hot. They had a capability of making extra hot heat, just like we do today. We can make laser heat and molten heat, and back in ancient times, they could too. I don't know how they did it, but they were able to make a fire seven times hotter than normal. 7. Thou, O Jehovah, dost preserve them. Thou keepest us from this generation to the age. The Lord Jehovah preserves our lives, and ultimately he preserves our souls for heaven, if we walk in uprightness. 8. Around the wicked walk continually, according as vileness is exalted by sons of men. David says the wicked are walking around pridefully, and they exalt their own wickedness among men. And that's where this song ends. It was a lamentation about the ways of the wicked. And that concludes Psalm chapter 12. Psalm chapter 13, verse 1. To the overseer, and that is the director, a psalm of David. David is the author. 
Till when, O Jehovah, dost thou forget me forever? Till when dost thou hide thy face from me? Haven't we all said that to God before? How much longer are you going to let me suffer? But we need to make sure that we're not saying it in an accusatory way or in a blaming way, or in a hateful way. We need to understand that God has every right to let us suffer for as long as he wants, because it's ultimately for his glory and to work out his will. We can tell him we're confused, we don't understand, we want to know why, we just can't demand that he answer us or that he do what we say. We should be thanking him for our suffering, because when we get to heaven, we are going to laugh so hard, so hard. We're going to say, oh, Lord, I didn't realize you were building me a mansion that whole time. And he'll say, yep, I was. The whole time you were suffering, I was building your mansion because you remained faithful in your suffering. And we are going to laugh. We are going to be so surprised and we're going to be like, wow, God, I would like to do my life over 10 more times if this is what I'm getting for it. I would do it 10 more times to be back in heaven with you. It's going to be hilarious when we get to heaven and we see all the rewards and all of the beauty and splendor and glory and joy that we'll be full of when we get there. We will laugh at the life that we lived on earth, no matter how bad it was. 2. Till when do I set counsels in my soul, sorrow in my heart daily? Till when is mine enemy exalted over me? King David says, how much longer am I going to have to put up with my enemy laughing at me all the time and tormenting me, which happened with Saul. Saul repeatedly tried to kill him, and then later on, when he was older, his own son tried to kill him. 3. Look attentively, answer me, O Jehovah, my God, enlighten mine eyes, lest I sleep in death. David is saying, please give me an answer or at least let me see your salvation before I die. And he does do that for us. All of us have the opportunity to be saved before we die. 4. Lest mine enemies say I overcame him, mine adversaries joy when I am moved. David says to God, don't let my enemies get away with tormenting me, or else they'll think that they won against you. Now remember, our adversary is Satan and the demons. It's those who we want the Lord to conquer, and we want him to save those who are practicing wickedness. We want those people to repent. 5. And I, in thy kindness, I have trusted. Rejoice doth my heart in thy salvation. We believe that the Lord is kind. We have faith in his kindness, and therefore we have faith in salvation. You know, when I was really young, I didn't believe that the Lord was kind. I thought that God didn't care about me, because I kept trying to obey his laws, and yet I kept suffering all the time. I lost faith in his kindness, and that caused me way more grief when I didn't believe that God cared. Then I started making really bad decisions. So we need to keep the faith that God does care, or else we're going to cause our own folly, and we're going to bring more pain and suffering into our lives. 6. I do sing to Jehovah, for he hath conferred benefits upon me. Yes, there are benefits, even in suffering. We have the benefit of eternal salvation, and we have the benefit of knowing that there's hope for us, and that we can give hope to others with our testimony and telling others about Jesus. And that concludes Psalm Chapter 13, Psalm chapter 14, verse 1, to the overseer, that is, the director of music, by David. King David wrote this, A fool hath said in his heart, God is not, 
They have done corruptly. They have done abominable actions. There is not a doer of good. David sees that he's surrounded by a lot of evil people, and he doesn't even find one person who does right. He sees that these evil people in his kingdom, they don't believe that God is existing or that God is watching. And that includes some Christians. You know, there's people who go to church who genuinely don't believe in God. They're in church because they like the music and it's a great social atmosphere, but they really don't believe what the Bible says. David was surrounded by people like that. 2. Jehovah from the heavens hath looked on the sons of men to see if there is a wise one seeking God. Let us all be that wise one, I hope and pray that when the Lord looks down, he will see that we are seeking him. 3. The whole have turned aside. Together they have been filthy. There is not a doer of good, not even one. King David saw that every man sins, including himself. He even was probably looking at his own sin and knowing none of us have always obeyed. But let us endeavor to be righteous and let us repent of our sins. 4. Have all working iniquity not known? Those consuming my people have eaten bread. Jehovah they have not called. King David says those who oppress the Israelites are fat and happy. They have everything that they want because they rob from us. They act as if they don't know that there is a God. And in David's time, the pagans were harassing and abusing the Israelites but the Israelites were able to conquer the pagans very well during King David's reign. 5. There they have feared a fear, for God is in the generation of the righteous. At some point, the evil people will be afraid because God will protect the righteous. 6. The counsel of the poor ye cause to stink, because Jehovah is his refuge. What he's saying is, when the poor people say, oh, we should obey the Lord, evil people mock them and make fun of them. However, Jehovah the Lord is on the poor people's side, and they will be able to take refuge in him. 7. Who doth give from Zion the salvation of Israel, when Jehovah doth turn back to captivity his people? Jacob doth rejoice, Israel is glad. Jehovah did turn back to the captivity of his people, meaning that he sent his son on earth to die for us so that we can be forgiven and transformed and so that his resurrection life can be in us and we can walk in righteousness and salvation. And that's how he turned back our captivity. We're no longer slaves to sin. Once we receive Jesus in us and once we repent of our sins, we don't have to walk in sin anymore. We're liberated from the bondage of sin, meaning that we aren't compelled to sin anymore. We can now make a choice to obey the Lord, because all those demons have been expelled from us, and we now know how to die to our own will and walk in faith with Jesus alive in us. Those of us who are born again are no longer captives to sin. And that concludes Psalm chapter 14.